Hey guys, we ended up recording a lot of audio this week, so we decided to cut it down into smaller pieces. Uh, some are better than others, but at least you won't feel like you have to listen to the whole 90-minute thing in one sitting. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Uh, welcome everybody to the second episode of the Unnamed podcast, uh, which is a collaboration between myself and my sister. Um, I'm joined today by my sister. Uh, Hi. Yeah. Um, so, I probably should have asked you this uh, offline before we started recording, but is there anything that uh, you wanted to talk about today? Um, well, I have like a thing, but it's like a sentence, and then I don't even know that you'll have anything to respond with <laughs> so it's just a little tidbit okay well let's try it out this will be um what they call on in the industry um a cold open i think is what they call it so <laughs> go ahead okay so um so i was sitting on the couch uh the other night doing some work and i i looked down at my hand right as a very 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 small spider crawled out of my sleeve And, uh, and I noted that to tell you. <laughs> that's, uh, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was, actually. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that would be sort of like um, if you woke up in the morning and there was a spider crawling out of your ear. Yeah. It's sort of like, I don't remember it going in there, so right. what else could be in there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was wearing long sleeves, so... You know, there there's a lot of space for other spiders or or whatever else that could that could have been in there. So, so, could you tell what kind of spider it was? Well, no, it was very very small, like so small that um, I'm trying to think of like what to compare it to, um, and I don't even know of things that are really that small besides like a poppy seed and it was a little bigger than that. So um I don't know, but it was it was very, very tiny. Um it was like almost entirely all legs. So So that could be even creepier, uh <laughs> because you have to assume that that was a baby spider. It's possible that it just hatched from somewhere inside <laughs> of your shirt. So this is exactly what I thought you were going to say, <laughs> because um, because you always used to tell me that anytime I had like a bite or a scratch or something, that it was a spider egg sac. Um, and that was the first thing that I thought of when this little tiny spider crawled out of my sleeve, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I remember when I used to say that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, did you have any welts or bite marks or anything, like, on your well, arm? Well, so on my wrist, I do have this very small, like, red bump, but it may have been there before. Well, I mean, it would have had to have been there, uh, you know, in well, order for the spider <laughs> to hatch out of it. Right, but wouldn't like hundreds of spiders have hatched? Which I guess um, is creepier if I if they did and I didn't notice. Well, okay, so I've heard that when you're pregnant, your immune system kind of kicks up a little bit. Uh -huh. So it's possible that uh, you know your 
your white blood cells went in there and just killed all the spiders <laughs> except for except this for one. one. Yeah, it it could sort of sense its impending doom and uh, you know just kind of made its way out. Yeah, that's possible, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so okay. how are you going to segue from that? <laughs> um, speaking of. Um, calling something something that it isn't. <laughs> How do you like that? Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of segues... <laughs> so, last time, uh, I had this sort of list of topics that I wanted to talk about. Um, and we got through most of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But we didn't get to uh, this one that, that I think... Maybe a source of um, comedy. We might do a little bit of brainstorming and uh, get a little bit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, the idea of pet names. <laughs> and uh, when I say pet names, I don't mean like a cute name that you give your boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse or whatever. Right. Um, I'm really talking about names of pets. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and so I don't really remember this, uh, too well, but do you remember when we were young, um, if we ever came up with a name for any of our animals that wasn't actually that pet's name? Uh, you mean like we came up with a name and then we didn't use it? Well, uh, no, what I mean is (laughs) our pet had a name, Uh but then... Uh, when we referred to it, we just called it different things. Oh. Do you remember um. doing that at all? <laughs> because because I don't. Um, um, yeah, I don't really either. And so I think that maybe I've picked up this quality uh, from something that Lauren and maybe her family does. Mm-hmm. And that is, so we have we have four animals, two dogs and two cats. And, you know, we originally came up with... Um, what I think is probably pretty standard animal names for them. Right. Uh, but now, whenever we talk to them <laughs> or call them over or whatever, it's maybe 15% of the time that we actually <laughs> use their real name. Yeah. So, it's the same way here, too. Okay, so you do that with Rory? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so your dog's name is Rory. What What other names do you call Rory? <laughs> Um, well, the one that I call her a lot is Rorio. Rorio. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's good. Yeah, I call her that a lot. Um, I also call her, like, Rory Roo or Rory Reno or... Actually, I don't know if I've ever used that one, but it sounded good just now. Um, <laughs> uh, but we also call her names, like, that have nothing to do with her name. <laughs> okay. Like, we call her Dummy a lot. Oh, well, that's um, just mean. No, no, it's cute. She likes it. It was like, hey, dummy, come here, you know. And she's um, kind of so dumb that she just doesn't realize that you're <laughs> insulting her. Well, you have to, you just say it in a in a pleasant tone, and then she's pretty excited about it, so. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true of most animals. Yeah. Uh, so anything else that you call her? Um... I know that there are others. I'm having a hard time thinking of them right now. But Rorio is the main one that I call her. So whenever I think about Rory's name, 
I really just kind of want to pronounce it um, like the way a cartoon dog would. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, Rory. Uh-huh. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys ever do that? Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Josh's family, my husband's family, um, they call her the Great Roar, though. The Great Roar. Oh, that's pretty yeah, good, too. that's pretty good, yeah. Kind of has a, a regal quality to it. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever call her, uh, like, Old Six Toes? <laughs> no. Um, it's just yeah. because she's embarrassed by the fact that she has two dew claws on her back legs, right? <laughs> I don't know if she's embarrassed about it, but... Well, I know uh, she doesn't like with it like it uh, when you play with them. That's true. She doesn't like you to touch them. She kind of pulls them under her body. Yeah, she will pull all four feet directly under her body so you can't touch her paws. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks really stupid. <laughs> um, Riley does the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, like if you play with his uh, his toenails or something, which is kind of a weird thing to do to your dog, <laughs> right. I guess. Uh, just kind of grabbing the toenail and wiggling it a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he'll just pull that directly under his body. But he, he <laughs> likes to hide a lot of things with his body. Oh, really? Like we have a one of those little rubberized uh, Kong toys. It's uh-huh. like this indestructible rubber um, sort of oblong-shaped thing. Um, and basically, he'll like get excited and want you to like chase him and try to get it. And then eventually, if you stop, he'll kind of sit there and he'll drop it. And then mm-hmm. if you act like you're going to go pet him, he won't immediately pick it up. Yeah. Uh, but then as you get, like, right up to where you're about to touch his head, he realizes that, oh, this might be a ruse. They're really trying to get my <laughs> Kong. Uh-huh. And he'll kind of, he'll put a paw on it. Uh-huh. Um, and then if it looks like you're going to go for it, he'll just kind of lay down on it with his <laughs> chest. And then if uh-huh. you, like, actually, like, reach under his chest to try to grab it, he's kind of like, oh, no, now I can't grab it myself because it's underneath <laughs> me. And he'll kind of, like, try to back up a little bit and, like, stick his mouth down there. Um, okay, anyway, back to pet names. Right. Um, so what do you call yours? Uh, okay, so so we have uh, four animals. Like I said, two cats and two dogs. So I'm just going to kind of go in the order that we got them. Uh-huh. Um, so our first animal... Uh, is Spartacus. He's our cat, our oldest cat. Um, he's probably the only one that has a somewhat non-standard name for a, for an animal. And we mm-hmm. thought that maybe when we named the rest of them uh, that we'd also try to do something clever. Like we were thinking about naming our second cat um, Achilles. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just kind of going for like an old, um, like a really old... <laughs> <laughs> uh, sort of warrior type name for all of our right. animals but anyway Spartacus is the only one that has that kind of name right. um, and we call him things like uh, Sparty uh-huh. um, Sparty Cat <laughs> right uh, Lauren sometimes calls him um, Spitten <laughs> like Spartacus and Kitten right all in one word um, I think my favorite is uh, Spard Vardicus. 
which I will call home occasionally. <laughs> um, so our second cat, uh, his name is Leo. Um, that was the original name that he had at the animal shelter where we picked him up from. Uh, and we decided, uh, for whatever reason, that we liked Leo better than Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it was that I came up with the name Achilles, and Lauren <laughs> didn't want to be, like, outdone. <laughs> uh, so we settled on Leo. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, we call him um, Lee, Lee Lee, uh, Lee Lo. So we just kind of add an L between the E and the O, Lilo. Uh-huh. Um, and then we sort of just have like a bunch of like weird uh, sort of like, if he was from a different ethnicity, what would we call him? Uh-huh. And so we have Leowski. Um, we have Lilo Lowski. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's one where we, it's sort of like Lilo but then we add a whole bunch of other letters to it. Uh-huh. Um, and then we also call him, like, Leonopolis. Um, no Leonardo's. I don't know why. We've never called him Leonardo. Um, okay, so let's move on uh, to Duke. Um, he's our first dog. He's a Black Lab mix. Um, so we call him uh, Ducleus. Sort of like a mix between Duke and Nucleus. <laughs> okay. Uh, we call him uh, Duke Nukem. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Dukers. Uh, Dukerotomy. <laughs> um, Did you come up with that one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I probably came up with all of the ridiculous sounding ones. Um, and then finally... Uh, I don't know if you are a fan of the the Dallas Mavericks or not, um, but Duke Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you familiar with? Yeah. <laughs> famous basketball player Dirk Nowitzki. Uh-huh. And sometimes I'll, I'll also just call Duke Dirk. Um, <laughs> I just like the idea of adding an R in there in places. Yeah. Um, and then so finally we have Riley. Uh, we have. For whatever reason, we decided that just adding pants to the end of his name <laughs> would be a, a good pet name. So we call him Riley Pants. Um, there's not really anything about him that, uh, like, he doesn't have any weird colorings or anything that makes him look like he's wearing pants. It just kind of <laughs> right. sounds good after Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have uh, Ryro, uh, just Ro sometimes, or Rye. Um, and I think I've called him, uh, Riley Cyrus once. (laughs) Um, and then also, uh, Riley Coyote. That's a good one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway, (laughs) that segment was a thing we just did. (laughs) Uh, anything you'd like to add to that? (laughs) Well, something you said made me think of something else. Oh, about um, Riley hiding his Kong under him, his body. Uh-huh. Um, I'm pretty sure I've told you this before, but, you know, Rory likes to hide treasures under the guest bed. Um, and she she takes them into the yard and, like, well, it's mostly ketchup packets from when we have fast food. 
and um and she goes outside and she does the same thing like if you come outside to like play with her she like thinks you're coming out to take her ketchup packets and so she'll just like run around and look for them and then grab them in her mouth and she gets so excited that she like flings her head with them in her mouth and like throws them halfway across the yard (laughs) and like you could stand there and not even move or even pay attention to what she's doing and she'll like go and pounce on them and try to hide them very quickly and then throw them again because she's so excited um but yeah that's that's just the thing my dog does i guess (laughs) um duke sort of does a similar thing except he doesn't uh he doesn't have like a stash of things that he's hiding Mm-hmm. He just, like, uh, really likes to play keep away. Mm-hmm. And so if you act like you're going to start playing with him at all, he'll just find the nearest random object <laughs> to grab and then run away with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, uh, like if you, you know, do that thing where you, like, slap your thighs with your hands or whatever and say his name, mm-hmm. um, and there happens to be, like, uh, like, maybe a sock next to him, <laughs> he'll just, like immediately look around, uh, zone in on the sock, grab it, and then run away. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes he does this with things that aren't movable, like uh, (laughs) we have a rug, and I think one time he tried to grab the corner of the rug and run (laughs) away with it. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't really work, but it was funny. Yeah. (laughs) So... Probably maybe half a year ago, nine months ago or so, um, Lauren and I were sitting around the house. It was like a Sunday, and uh, we weren't really doing anything, so we were just kind of flipping um, through the channels on the TV. And we found um, this movie that was about to come on uh, on the sci-fi network Mm -hmm. called Atomic Twister. (laughs) Um, and I just had to know sort of what this was. Uh-huh. Um, and so we started watching it. Uh, turns out that, um, I don't know the guy's real name, but you know Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell? Yeah. Um, he starred in this movie. <laughs> uh, I think it take, took place in, like, Kansas or something, something where there's a lot of tornadoes. Uh-huh. Um... And also there was a nuclear power plant. Um, And so the premise of this movie is that uh, there's a nuclear power plant and then, like, a tornado comes and hits the power plant, Mm -hmm. uh, which causes, like, the cooling tower to get, like, partially destroyed, and then now they're worried about um, a meltdown. Uh Uh-huh. Really, the only thing that I wanted to talk about in this movie is that there's a nuclear physicist in it, uh, okay. this woman who sort of um, has to employ Zach Morris's help um, to, like, get to and from the power plant uh-huh. uh, because uh, the roads are covered and he has, like, a pickup truck. Okay. Um, so whenever she says the word uh, nuclear... She pronounces it nuclear. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and she is a nuclear physicist. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And she's not, like, from the South. She's, uh, like, from California or something, or she's supposed okay. to be in the movie. Uh, I think 
I think maybe um, this is like a sci-fi original movie. I think they probably just take some actors that they can get a hold of. They have a <laughs> script, and there's not really any direction or uh, coaching as far as like how to do a southern accent. Okay. Or how to pronounce the word nuclear right. when you're a nuclear physicist. <laughs> um, I think it, in the end, uh, maybe Zach was a um, firefighter or something, and they ended up uh, basically bringing a bunch of fire trucks and spraying down the uh, the nuclear reactor with water from the fire trucks. Uh-huh. And that was how they saved the day. Sure. Um, yeah, so that's Atomic Twister. Immediately following this movie uh, was another movie. Uh, this was a disaster movie where astronauts have to go into space and like blow up an asteroid. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like. What was that movie? Uh, with the Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis. <laughs> and uh, Armageddon. Yeah. So it wasn't like that. Um, I mean, I think it was supposed to be sort of like that. Uh, it also wasn't like that other disaster movie that came out at the exact same time. Is that Space Cowboys? Um, no. Or, no, wasn't that movie? This was uh, Deep Impact. Oh, right, right, yeah. Uh, I think starring Morgan Freeman. Well, not starring him, but he played the president okay. at the time. So this um, was like a third-rate uh, Yeah. So. So, yeah, you'd probably choose uh, Armageddon as the number one having to go into space and blow up an asteroid movie. (laughs) Right. uh, Followed by Deep Impact. And then there's probably, like, maybe 10 or 15 more movies (laughs) and then this movie. Okay. So we only watched this movie for, like, maybe 20 minutes uh, before turning it off. That's how bad it was. And this is after we watched a movie about um, (laughs) a tornado hitting a nuclear power plant starring Zach Morris uh, Uh and a nuclear physicist who can't pronounce the word nuclear. Um, So I'm just going to describe two things that really make this one of the worst movies of all time. Okay. So first of all, it stars um, one of the Baldwins, who's not the good one. Was it Steven? Uh, not, not Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I think it probably was Steven. Is there, are there more than two Baldwins? I think there's three, but I can never remember the third I think one. this is the one who's, like, constantly drunk and um, went to, like, some homophobic rally or something. Yeah, that's, well, I, I assume it's probably Steven. I guess I don't know. I don't know my Baldwins that well. Yeah, I think it was probably him. Okay. Um, there's a, so that's the first bad part. The second bad part is there's a scene where they're supposed to be uh, in the space shuttle flying uh, through space towards uh, towards this asteroid. And it's so low budget that they don't take into account the fact that there's not gravity in space. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so Stephen Baldwin is basically... <laughs> running around through the shuttle (laughs) as if it was like uh, Star Trek or something, you know, something in the far future where we have like artificial gravity fields or whatever. Uh Uh, He's just like, so something happened to the shuttle, like there's some alert or something blaring and he has to go find the the cause of it. So Mm -hmm. he unbuckles himself from the seat, 
runs down like this really long hallway. Like I'm pretty sure the interior of the space shuttle is about ten times bigger than the actual space shuttle. <laughs> um, and he's like running down this corridor, and he like pulls down this panel and finds that there's like I don't know wires crossed in there or something. <laughs> sure. But that scene was just so ridiculous. <laughs> Watching Stephen Stephen Baldwin run through uh, run through the space shuttle. Uh, that we just had to turn it off right there. <laughs> like, why would you even make a space movie if you weren't going to, like, uh, recreate the lack of gravity? I mean, isn't that, like, a staple of space movies? Yeah. and Like, that they have to deal somehow with the fact that they're just sort of floating around. Yeah. And this isn't, like, this is, like, three steps beyond the problem that a lot of space movies have, where, like... Like, in actual space, you can't hear any sound because there's no atmosphere. There's no way for sound to, to travel to whatever is recording this space battle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, if you were in a space battle, uh, you wouldn't be able to hear anything. You would just sort of see um, space missiles <laughs> flying around, space lasers. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, you're your Star Wars movies where, like, every flying ship makes a sound and, like, every time they shoot something, it's like a pew, pew. Right? (laughs) You wouldn't hear any of that unless it actually hit your ship and then you'd hear sort of, like, a small explosion, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, this is, like, three (laughs) steps beyond that sort of uh, weird sort of continuity issue where (laughs) you make a space movie... Where there's Earth gravity while you're in space. Mm-hmm. With Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stephen Baldwin <laughs> is uh, probably one of the worst actors I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with any of his work. Uh, well, you know, I know of him, and I, but I don't can't think of a specific thing he's been in. Is there also, like, a Daniel Baldwin? Daniel or a um, David Baldwin, or um, maybe like a David Baldwin, <laughs> <laughs> or like a Dominic Baldwin, or other D names. Yeah, like uh, maybe a, a Dirk Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, All the, I know the is Duke that Duke of Baldwin. <laughs> All I know is that, like, so, like, Alec Baldwin is, you know, he's the Baldwin, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then the, he's the, super funny, and he's super talented. Right. But the other two are, like, uh, so, like, I think Steven is sort of, like, in the middle of this. So he is sort of, like, the next step away. Like, like his face looks just slightly skewed, if you if you think of Alec as sort of, like, the... Uh, um, the, the the thing that he's supposed to look like, you know. Yeah, he's the the prototype for all Baldwin's. Yes, yeah, and then Stephen's face is like narrower. His hair is like a little uh, less distinguished looking. <laughs> um, and then the other one is like even further from that. And so, I and I assume also his acting skills. Yeah, if that's the case. Um, the third Baldwin is probably barely human. <laughs> like, if it's the same distance between uh, Alec and Steven, 
than whatever the dif- if that's the same distance between Stephen and the <laughs> third one. Um, well, okay. <laughs> I don't want to be mean to celebrities that I'll never meet. Right. Uh, but you know, I bet if you, I bet if you stuck um, Dirk Baldwin next to Alec Baldwin, they wouldn't even look the same at all. Yeah, it'd be sort of like I uh, remember that movie uh, Multiplicity. <laughs> yeah. With um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, where he clones himself, and then he clones himself again, and mm-hmm. then one of his clones clones himself, and then the <laughs> that sort of third removed clone. Let's um, say he's not very bright. Right. And Steve wasn't it Steve? <laughs> no. Steve. He, he so there's a scene where uh Michael Keaton the original mm-hmm. person like goes home and like finds his this uh clone of a clone in his bathroom shaving his tongue with a razor <laughs> right, I remember that <laughs> and the other clones are like oh it's okay we removed the razor <laughs> um, but then when the when the clone of a clone sees the original <laughs> he goes Hey, Steve. <laughs> That's right. And I'm almost, I'm almost 100% certain that this character's name is not Steve. <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember that being funny when I watched it. Oh, man. Michael Keaton. <laughs> I think Michael Keaton is hilarious. He is pretty funny. He's been in some really bad movies, though. Uh, like... Maybe well, the second Batman movie. Yeah, but he's also just been in like some goofy movies, hasn't he? Um, have you ever seen Mr. Mom? I feel like I have. Uh, he plays this character who, like, his wife uh, becomes more successful than he is. And uh-huh. so he becomes like a stay-at-home dad while his wife uh, goes and like furthers her career. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence the name Mr. Mom. Right. Um, there's a scene where his wife, uh, her boss is coming to pick her up, like they call carpool to work, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to feel, or he feels threatened by this, by this guy, and he's a little bit embarrassed by the fact that his wife is more successful than he is, sure. and so when her boss like opens the door, this is at like eight in the morning, he's standing there with a chainsaw in his hands. And a beer. (laughs) (laughs) And he says something like, uh, it's like, like, yeah, today I'm going to, you know, tear down a wall and rewire the house. (laughs) And and the other guy's like, oh, you're going to rewire the house. What are you going to wire it to? Uh, 110 or 220? And those Mm -hmm. are like sort of the standard voltages that you would wire a house with. (laughs) And he says, "Uh, you know, 220, 221, whatever it takes. (laughs) And then at some point he offers the guy a beer <laughs> and he's like, the guy's like, it's nine in the morning. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all I remember about that movie. <laughs> I don't remember that movie. I didn't see that movie. Uh, he was in another movie. Um, well, he's been in a lot of movies. He was in a movie called uh, Johnny Dangerously. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw that one. It was pretty good. There's sort of this running joke in the movie where, um, and this is the segment where we just talk about things that happen <laughs> in movies. Sure. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and sort of the running joke is there's this mobster character who always says things like, uh, I was shot once. Once. <laughs> As if, like, uh, he was sort of threatening the guy to shoot him. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and there's a part where he says, Nobody puts me on a hook. I was put on a hook once by my mom. Once. <laughs> it's like a like somebody puts him on like the hook that you hang your jacket on, like on the oh. side of a door. Uh-huh. <laughs> sort of like hooked the back of his shirt on there, and he was hanging there. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, that's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> We sort of, at the end of uh, last week's podcast, sort of put it out there um, that we were we were sort of challenging the listeners to come up with names for our podcast, um, and then I think I said that we wouldn't use any of them, <laughs> which maybe was uh, not the greatest thing to say when we wanted people to call in. Uh, but anyway, we did get some calls. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and play the first one. Let me uh, pull this up. Was it mom? Uh, no. So mom didn't end up calling in. So I talked to her last night. Um, she hasn't made it through the first episode yet. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> uh, so she just had a lot of stuff going on this week. But yeah. she said that she would listen to it this weekend and then call in afterwards. So she didn't get into the part where we gave out the phone number. Uh, okay. uh, so I sort of let her off the hook uh, right. for this episode. But anyway, we did get some calls. I haven't screened all of these. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going just gonna to start playing them. So okay. here is the first one. So this is my number one favorite meme, Declan. And Declan was number 275 Um in the year of 2010 and it means full of goodness and it's an Irish name and I just love this name it just sounds like a cute boy and a handsome man and it just I just love it I'm just so drawn to it so that's all I'll talk to you later bye so um (laughs) so that was kind of weird (laughs) Uh, so wait, are we naming my baby? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, at the end of the podcast, we didn't even talk about that. And I'm pretty sure you don't even know the sex of your baby yet. So um, no, I think I think this uh, this woman, this nice lady, was suggesting that we name our podcast Declan. Um, okay. Because it's a nice Irish name. Um, it just reminds her of a cute boy and a handsome man. Um, which I think, you know, uh, might, might pull in some extra listeners for people who really like, uh, you know, cute boy, handsome man, Irish names. All right. So I guess maybe we should keep it on a list some, somewhere then. Yeah. So I think we can probably remember that one, right? Declan. Declan. Um, All right. I think that's D-E-C-L-A-N. Sure. Uh, It was number, what? 255 on the 2010 <laughs> list, whatever uh-huh. that is. Um, it was yeah, well, it was like the 255th most popular name. I'm guessing. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. So Declan. Yeah. So let's 
let's keep that in mind and uh, let's play the next call. Okay. And hopefully I can cue this up. Now, um, there's a couple ways to f- see your names. One is just boop, using the drop down. The other one is go to go to Define Names dialog box, which is in 2003 and earlier, or in 2007, it's called the Name Manager, the keyboard shortcut for Name Manager, or um, Define Names dialog box in earlier versions is Control F3, Control F3. Now, this looks different than earlier versions. In earlier versions, you just you see the names, and then at the bottom, there's the... Uh, okay, I'm going to cut that <laughs> off. Um <laughs> I'm not certain what this caller was was referring to. I think he he did have a good point um, that maybe we want to find the name manager. Um, I think I, somebody should give that that guy a children's show uh, where he what like tells them how to name things using just, maybe a just, computer program. Yeah, but he just sounds so enthusiastic, like uh, like he could teach them science things or something. Okay, so he would be like, um, children, use your science manager <laughs> yes. to he'd, manage yourself some science-y things. Yeah, he'd be, or he could just be like the Bill Nye of um, computer... Um, you know, whatever. Probably not computer programming, but like whatever it was he was he was talking about there. Okay. Well, okay. So let's keep that in mind um, that we can always look up a name in the name manager using the <laughs> drop down um, and this uh, key combination, which I think was like Control F three or something yeah. like that. So let's keep that in mind and okay. uh, let's go to the next call. Okay. I love you. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. That was weird, right? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that one is starting to sound really good. Um. Yeah. So that was that was a really weird call. Um. I I mean I put out um sort of this advertisement on Facebook for people to call in. Um. And I think I mentioned that they could even call in as a normal human and say normal human things. Uh-huh. This guy called in and decided to, I guess that was like speaking in tongues for the first uh, 12 seconds or so, and then he just sort of ended the call with, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think about uh, naming the podcast just, you know, a bunch of gibberish? <laughs> um, well, it's certainly unique, so... Yeah, it might be hard to search for. Yeah, if it I'm was not just sure like, how you spell all that. Na na ba ba da ba da ma 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 da. I love you. 
if yeah. that was the name of the podcast. <laughs> um, okay, I feel like I need to come clean a little bit here. <laughs> um, uh, I was really worried that we weren't going to get any calls. Uh-huh. And so I may have gone, uh, maybe spent like three hours on YouTube last night looking for videos that have name <laughs> in in there somewhere. Um, so, so yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to attribute... Uh, any of those those calls as to what their YouTube videos were. If you really want to to know what they are, you can probably search for any of the text that was in any of those calls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we did get a real call though. Um, this is from someone that you probably know, Melanie. Um, so, but before I before I play this call. Um, we use this service called uh, Google Voice that provides our answering service. Uh, it has this feature where um, basically it, it takes the recorded audio and then tries to convert it to text so that whenever somebody calls you and leaves a message, it can send you an email with what they said. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how well this works, but looking at the text, I'm going to say not very well. Oh. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and read the text before we play the call. I think it might be sort of a a fun way we can sort of discuss what the actual call might be. Okay. So, okay. Uh, and I'm going to sort of say this. You know how, like, um, people who would send wire messages, you know, at the end of a sentence, they would say stop? Uh-huh. I'm going to do that because I think the punctuation is really important here. Okay. Okay. Here goes. Hey. I think that you could call it a contest that the two of us stop. And then you can do that over the song or will my phone will stop. And I was wrong. Stop. Is it and stop. Or you said you did talk about why all of those would be weird. Stop. And the only way stop. Thanks. Stop. (laughs) Uh-huh. So, I have no idea what this call could be. <laughs> uh, and I haven't actually listened to uh, the actual audio. Okay. So, I'm hoping that, well, for those of us, for those of you who don't know, um, this is Melanie's husband call again. <laughs> so, I'm hoping that he didn't actually say that. <laughs> uh, okay, here goes. Do you think that you could call your podcast just the two of us, and then you could use that bulleted song or uh, a song or Eminem song, I guess, any song, or instead you could talk about why all of those would be weird in their own way? Thanks. This is my number one. Sorry, I started playing another <laughs> another call. Um. Yeah, so I think just the two of us. Yeah, and then we could use any number of songs <laughs> with the same title by various artists. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like that for the title. 
Just the two of us. Just the two of us. I mean, it doesn't really say anything about the fact that we're related. Right. Um, But we could maybe uh, talk to Eminem's record label and ask them permission to use his (laughs) version of the song. Yeah, they'd probably go for that. Yeah. They'd probably give it to us royalty-free. I'm sure they would. Um... So well, so I uh, I came up with like one idea. Okay. It's not very good. It, I don't know if it beats <laughs> Declan, <laughs> but. Um, well, I mean, is it a is it a handsome Irish name? Well, not really. Okay. Um. So you remember when we lived in San Diego and we were I guess we were driving home from swim practice, and we saw that sign in the yard, and it said "Free Clean Dirt." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the clean was in parentheses. <laughs> and somebody had left a pile of dirt in their yard and wanted someone else to come and take it for free. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the na- as a name, it sort of works because it's free, because it's a podcast. You don't have to pay for it. Um, it's clean because, you know, we don't we really... Don't yeah. I mean, and- we could... I well, could, yeah. you know, when we finally put this on iTunes, once we have a name, I could put it under the mature label. True. Um, but then, I don't know how the dirt part really works, because that sort of suggests, like, gossip or something, yeah. which is not really what we do. That's true. So. Um, maybe, like, free, clean, let's talk about um, our personal history. Sure, Yeah. And the clean would be in parentheses? Yeah, so would uh, personal. (laughs) Right. Uh, Okay, so, so far, uh, our potential names are going to be Declan, uh, Free Clean Dirt, um, Just the Two of Us. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking, so... This is something that I, I don't think I've really ever talked to you about, but you have a hyphenated last name now, right? Well, it's not technically hyphenated. Oh. But I do have two names in my last name with a space between them. Oh, so it's just uh, two last names with an yeah. order. Yes. Is is there an order? Yes. Like, is it Sweeney Bowen? Yes. Okay. Um, so I was thinking, so I just, I still have our original last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I just have that one last you're, name. You're the Alec. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so I was thinking that maybe it could be like, uh, like just our two last names where your last name is Sweeney Bowen and my last name is Sweeney. So it would uh-huh. be Sweeney Bowen Sweeney. <laughs> Yeah. Or maybe like um, Bowen sandwich. Oh, uh huh, yeah. Um, or Sweeney Sweeney Bowen. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of figure, or it kind of feels like if we call it um, Bowen sandwich, that we'd probably have to make your husband a regular co-host. Yeah, he was just talking to me about this, um, how he would be willing to be a a guest on our show. Okay. Yeah, that would Uh, be awesome. Yeah, but he said he he would like to talk about religion, politics, and philosophy. (laughs) 
Well, okay, we could probably do that last thing, philosophy. Yeah. Uh, the problem with problem with all those topics is that it's hard to make them funny and not piss off everyone. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, I haven't run this by him, but he knows a lot about beards. Um, and also, um, presidents. And today he told me some interesting facts about water as well. So those are, um, probably pretty safe topics. Yeah. And those sound like, uh, rich veins, uh, with which we could, uh, you know, mine some stuff out of it. That's a really bad analogy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, okay. Well, are there any other names that you've thought of? Um, not that I am... Willing to say out loud. Yeah. (laughs) What if I told you that I was going to stop recording for a few seconds? That'd be... Well, (laughs) because you want me to tell you in private? No, I was just lying about stopping recording. (laughs) Oh. So you would make me think you were... Yeah. Um, well, I will tell you that uh, one of them is a play on pod and podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, you might be able to guess where I was going with that or not. I don't know. But uh, it was pretty stupid, so. Um, no, all I can think of is maybe peas or uh-huh. whales. Yeah, like two peas in a podcast. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) No, I like that, because it kind of has a uh, sort of like a down-home, sort of a cute, like, this is a thing that we're just putting on for our mom, is really (laughs) kind of what we're doing. Oh yeah, that was my other title. Um, Just, hey mom. Hey mom? (laughs) Yeah. What about uh, two peas and a mom cast? (laughs) That's really weird. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm trying to think of what a mom cast would look like. It's um, it's you know, it's like a, it's a podcast for moms. Mm-hmm. Mom cast. All right. Uh, and it has one of my favorite things of all time, uh, the portmanteau. Oh, this is true. Yeah. Mm. Um. Okay. So we'll probably have to think about the name. Uh, we're still going to leave it open until the next podcast, probably. So those of you who are still listening to this, um, please uh, call in and suggest something. I'll probably annoyingly promote this on Facebook all week. Um, again, that phone number is 424-2SIBS99 or 424-274-2799. Um, or you can always email us at twosibspodcast at gmail.com. I guess we're kind of taking two sibs off the table. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Are we? Um, I don't know. It kind of depends. Do you... I mean, I sort of just picked it because I thought of it one day and it sounded like something that we might be able to get the phone number for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two sibs. Right. Because it's only like five letters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if, if nobody likes it, uh, 
that's something, like I said last time, that we can easily change. Right. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the television show that you turned me on to. The Wire. Uh, the Wire, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been waiting anxiously for the past few episodes for me to talk about this? I was hoping that you were going to talk about this. So. Um, okay, so I... I sort of created a bulleted list of things that I wanted to talk about uh, in the wire. Okay. Um, can I can I add something to your list? Yeah, sure. Not even knowing what your list is. Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, I w- at some point would like to talk about. I don't know if you watched the Golden Globes because I don't know if people still watch them or not. Um, no. But I I did, and um, I don't know the actual actor's name. We just refer to him as Stringer Bell because of his performance on the wire. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, I can wait to talk about this, but I do want to talk about Stringer Bell and the Golden Globes. Okay. We will definitely get to Stringer Bell. That's one of the things on my list. Okay. Um, so yeah, you'll have an opportunity to talk about him or I guess the actor and whatever (laughs) he did at the Golden Globes. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is sort of the awesome jargon that the Uh show has. Um... I think probably my favorite thing about this show is sort of the corner boys who are the drug dealers are trying to get the attention of um, drug addicts to come and buy their drugs. And they'll just yell out things like, WMDs! (laughs) Or, Pandemic! (laughs) Just like these really crazy sort of slang names for whatever their product is. Uh Um... So yeah, that's a thing that I really like. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. Um, also, the wire itself, like the name of the show, is sort of this jargon thing. Mm-hmm. Like before, I had actually watched the show. I had no idea that it was about um, like wiretapping people. Right. Yeah, I didn't either. I I didn't really know what it was about. Yeah, um, all I thought was like, oh, down to the wire, because <laughs> because. Um, so one of our good friends is, well, actually a couple of our good friends told us to watch the show before we did, but one of them in particular was always talking about how crazy the wire was and how like intense it was. And so I just always thought, oh, it comes down to the wire, um, <laughs> which is not what it is. Well, I mean, I guess some things come down to the wire, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Usually in the second to last episode is when things come down to the wire. Right. Um, I thought that maybe it was a show about electricians. <laughs> uh, that's not true. <laughs> um, so another good uh, sort of slang term is stick-up boy. Yeah. Um, to describe one of the characters, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing is the way they use the word police, which <laughs> I had always taken as sort of the uh, the plural form of, like, a police officer, or maybe even, like, an adjective describing, uh, an officer. (laughs) Uh Uh, But the way they used it in this show, they use it as a noun, a singular noun. So they'll go around and be like, yeah, he's a good police. Yeah, that's right. Or, like, McNulty was a murder police for a while, uh, and then in season four, he wasn't. 
Right. I haven't watched season five, so whatever oh. happens in season five, yeah. I was going to ask you if you watched that yet. Yeah, we had a conversation last year sometime, I think, um, about how season four end, ends, which I guess we probably won't spoil. Right. But um, anyway, yeah, I haven't watched season five yet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about are some of the characters in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked a little bit about Stringer Bell and his... I don't know if they're actually brothers or just friends. They seem to be somehow related, but Stringer Bell and Avon Barksdale. Uh-huh. Um, I think that both of these characters are pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah. But Stringer Bell is just on, like, a whole other level. <laughs> right. There's, like, a whole season where he sort of runs the the drug business like a real business. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, uh, like you were describing this to me before I ever started watching the show, but they have, like, um, like business meetings where they, like, go to a conference center in a hotel, <laughs> and it's, like, all like these... like, a coffee table and stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, all these drug dealers standing around, um, or sitting around, and then they have to, like, raise their hand to talk, <laughs> and or they have to be called on. <laughs> and what if they speak out of turn? Stringer's like this real kind of like uh, like meeting Nazi about it. <laughs> He's like, you don't have the floor, <laughs> or whatever it is that he says. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the funny, the funniest part about it is that they're still using their like the drug gang <laughs> slang term. So it's all a bunch of like cursing and like like uh, man, we gotta rename this motherfucking product. Our problem is that our product is weak. If we rename it, maybe people will come back to it. Um, that's a really bad impression. <laughs> but it is, uh, I mean, in the show, it's hilarious, though. Yeah. I, th- I still think... Sorry, are they following, um, is it uh, Robert's Rules of Order? I can never remember the actual name, but it's something Rules of Order. Um, it's like a handbook for, like, conducting meetings or business related things this is like uh probably something he got from his business school classes <laughs> um sort of like a uh seven habits of highly effective people but for like yeah running, running a business yeah and then he's applying that to a, a bunch of like young drug thugs. dealers yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so do you know if, if Stringer Bell and Avon Barksdale, do you know what their relationship is? I got the impression that they are not blood-related, that they're just, like, they grew up together or whatever. Like, um, to coin a phrase, um, brothers from a different mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, I want to talk a little bit about sort of the, the main detective uh, at least he's the main detective in a few of the seasons, and mm-hmm. that is uh, McNulty. I can't remember his first name. Jimmy. Jimmy, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of McNulty. Like, he has some sort of good qualities about him. Like, he seems mm-hmm. like he really wants to be a good cop. But he's just, like, an awful person. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, this is something that I like about the whole show, though, which is that, um, 
you know, they've managed to make um, drug dealers kind of adorable. And, um, and then the people you think of as, like, the good guys are often doing really stupid things <laughs> or really mean things. Or just, like, uh, sort of f***ing up their life in yeah. some way. Yeah. Like, uh, like McNulty is a drunk. Uh-huh. Uh, he, like, you find out at some point that he cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has two children, and he coerced them to do uh, police work in one of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, follow around a known drug dealer. <laughs> but see, it's hilarious. So. It, is, it is hilarious. And, yeah, you're right. That's one of the best things about the show, that, like, the police a lot of the times are portrayed as, like, these real, like, sort of corrupt or, like... Even if they're not corrupt, like, in their job, they have, like, some, like, really, really terrible, like, character flaws. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, there are corrupt cops, too. Right. Um, But, yeah, and then the drug dealers are sort of portrayed as, like, this really kind of human... Like, these are real people who are just sort of in the situation... But then right. they also do, like, really f***ed up things, too. Yeah. Um, I just realized I've said the word f*** like ten times. Yeah, I don't think we can call this a clean show anymore. <laughs> uh, well, I can go in and, like, bleep those out. <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk about one more character before you talk about your Golden Globes thing. Okay. And that is uh, Omar. Yes. The best Omar. Character. Yeah, Omar is the best character, not only in this show, but in anything that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's very high praise. Um, he's he's this stick-up boy, which means that he goes and uh, basically robs drug dealers at gunpoint. Um, it seems like he mostly does it uh, for the fun of it. <laughs> Like, he normally doesn't, like, go and then sell those drugs later. He sort of, like, gives them away or um, maybe, like, sells them, like, in mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like he's sort of just in it for the thrill of it. Right. Uh, he's, he's also uh, one of the only gay characters in the show. Yes. Which you never really see. You never see, um, like, sort of this, like, thug... Um, but sort of, like, lovable for it. <laughs> uh, gay black man. Right. In any show. Yeah. And, like, when you first kind of see it, it's, like, really kind of almost jarring because you never see it in anything. Right. But then it's just, like, that sort of becomes, like, one of the qualities that you really love about him. Mm-hmm. Is that he's sort of, like, this... He's probably one of the most unique characters that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um... Well, this ended up just being sort of a (laughs) giving praise to the wire segment, which I guess I probably should have known (laughs) before we started. Uh, Let's talk about something funny. So what happened at the Golden Globes? Okay, so so some people may also remember the actor who plays Stringer Bell from The Office. Um, Um, He played... uh, I can't remember his name on The Office. He was on it only for a short time. Um, when, if you're familiar with The Office, when Michael and Pam and Ryan split off and had their own little paper company for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Okay, so, so we'll just call him Stringer because I don't know his real name. 
Um, So he gets sent in by the corporate office to sort of oversee things. He, um, He takes up like an office in the office. And this is part of what I think drove Michael out. Um, but he's very much like a very strict kind of serious guy. Um, and he and, he and Jim sort of butt heads throughout the show. So anyway, so, so we have two contexts for, um, for Stringer Bell and that is sort of his uptight, like very serious corporate, uh, guy on the office. And then we have him as one of the main, um, drug dealers who's also trying to run, run it like a business from the wire. Uh So I guess he's been in something else. I don't know what it was because um, I wasn't really paying close attention. But when I saw him on the screen, I was like, oh, string a bell. Cool. And he goes up to receive his award for whatever it was. And the dude is British. He's totally British. Like, what? he has a British accent. <laughs> uh... And I couldn't believe it. He sounds nothing like <laughs> what uh, what I've seen him in. So that's sort of like uh, when you hear like Hugh Laurie's voice for the first time. Yes. This is the the main actor in the TV series House, uh-huh. where he has like this really sort of kind of gravelly American accent, but he's actually British. Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I guess so. You know, that makes you a you know, I don't know if that makes you a good actor <laughs> if you can, <laughs> if you can do a voice well but uh but he's so believable as a baltimore thug like the way he talks in that show is just like insane and then to know that he's british is like because you know they have a sort of a joke in the wire about uh the guy that plays mcnulty is also british um yeah he's also british did you know that no so, so yeah, he's also British, and there's one scene in there where he has to call somebody and fake a British accent, and he's so bad at it. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, uh, this episode. Uh, or... I have seen that episode. Yeah. He's, he's, like, calling because um, <laughs> he has to, like, uh, like book an appointment with a call girl or something, and he yeah, doesn't yeah, use and his real voice. Yeah, he's pretending to be British, and his accent is terrible in that episode, but he's really British in real life. So he fakes a terrible British accent, even though he's actually British. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Hugh Laurie, um, when I was on YouTube last night looking for uh, things to steal and then play in this podcast, Uh um, I found this video of Hugh Laurie doing some comedy sketch on the BBC. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> the whole premise of the sketch, it's like two minutes long, is he goes to a police station and he will, like wants to report a crime or something and the police officer asks him for his name and <laughs> he says, my name is I don't know what his actual first name is, but he says something like, my name is Mike and then he pulls uh, a lighter out of his pocket and then drops it on the table. <laughs> okay. So the, whole, the whole premise of, his, of this sketch is that his last name is the sound of a, a lighter <laughs> dropping on the table. What? That's ridiculous. <laughs> and at one point the cop is like, um, so can you spell that for me? <laughs> and he says, N-I-P-P... L E apostrophe S. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so the cop is like, your last name is Nipples? <laughs> and he's like, no, where'd you get that from? My last name is... And then he drops the thing back on the table. <laughs> uh, that was a really weird. stupid but like really hilarious thing to be watching at you know one in the morning. Yeah. Um, you want to take a break for a minute? Sure. Um, I'm going to cut this part out now that, now that we're talking about it. But I really have to use the restroom. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, it's me again. Uh, at the end of this part of the episode, there's a little bit of an audio problem. Um, I did my best to clean it up, but I wasn't really able to make much of a dent in it. So I apologize in advance, and uh, hopefully this won't happen again. Okay, we're back. Uh, that part that I just talked about, I'm going to cut out. <laughs> but I'm not going to cut out this part. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? That's sort of a weird place to take a break, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I guess it depends. Um, There are things I could talk about that relate to the baby. um, Okay. Depending on how interesting that would be for others. Probably very, since others is mom. (laughs) Probably. So, three things. Um, Nest... SpaghettiOs and Gold Rush. Um, and these all relate to the baby. <laughs> what was that last thing? Gold Rush. Gold Rush. <laughs> yes. Okay, for some reason I thought you said Bull Brush. No. Uh, I don't know which, what that is. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> um, okay, so Nest, what is that? <laughs> nest. So, okay, so when when women get pregnant... Um, it's often recommended to them that they get a body pillow. Okay. Um, because it makes you sleep on your side comfortably. You're not really supposed to sleep on your back through pregnancy. Um, and Why is that? Well, so I looked this up because I wasn't entirely sure myself. Well, I okay. Guess, Let's what? not get to the facts just yet. Okay. I'd like to speculate a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um... So, I'm thinking that it's probably, like, bad for your spine. Okay. Like, uh, maybe the, the pressure of the baby pushing down on your stomach or your abdomen sort of, like, pushes your spine out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that maybe when you wake up, you're sort of, like, hunchbacked. Uh-huh. Um, Okay, that's all I really thought of. Okay. <laughs> What's the real reason? Well, so, that's partly true. Like, it can put too much pressure on your spine. Okay. Um, and also, I guess, um, somebody had told me at some point about that it can suffocate the baby, which is not, I don't think that's actually what happens. Yeah, Um, because, um, we talked about last time that the babies have gills while they're in there. (laughs) So, I don't know how you could suffocate a baby unless, um, you know, you manage to somehow close off the gills. Right. Well, I guess um, when you lay on your back, it's sort of, or when you lie on your back, um, it can, like, put pressure on your spine, but also can sort of put pressure um, in on your abdomen. Um, and so it actually can, um, I don't think it's actually, like, directly that it's suffocating your baby, but what happens is sometimes you have poor circulation when you lie on your back. 
um, and so your own body can experience poor circulation, like maybe your hands or your feet fall asleep, uh-huh. but then also um, the, the baby will then sort of, as a byproduct, experience poor circulation, um, and, you know, and oxygen, oxygen gets transported to the baby that way, so I guess that's how it would suffocate a baby. Um, but I've also read that it's not like, you don't just lie on your back and then all of a sudden this happens, so... It's probably not one of those things that, you know, doctors recommend you never do, like right. uh, like drinking or smoking. Right. So, so yeah, so they say, you know, get like a body pillow. Um, and so I looked up body pillows online, um, and then I sort of, like, forgot about it, and then I just complained about how... how uncomfortable I was sleeping and so then my husband looked them up for me and um, he found the nest which is a like a u-shaped body pillow okay and you can sort of configure it in different ways depending on how you want to use it but um, so the the wide portion of the u the way that I've been using it Uh sort of serves as like a replacement pillow. Okay, and then, so you put your head there. Yeah. And then the little legs that hang down sort of like hug you <laughs> on your front side and your back side. Um, okay, this sounds like a product made by men who don't want to cuddle with their wives. <laughs> it really, I mean, it's sort of like a bumper. <laughs> It's like, okay, when when we're in bed and, you know, we're not having sex or whatever, you uh, just need to stay on your side, I'll stay on my side, and we'll have this, you know, this intermediate pillow between us so that I don't know that you're there. It's totally like a containment device, <laughs> but it's also incredibly comfortable. But they call it the nest so they that a woman wants it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, luckily, we have a king-size bed, so there's room for, the, for this sort of thing. You probably wouldn't want it if you had like a double bed or even a queen. Um, but the one drawback is, you know, so I pull the covers over me um, and over the nest. And then because I'm pregnant, I have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom all the time. So I have to pull the covers pretty much all the way to the end of the bed and then like lift one of the legs and slide under it to get out of the bed. <laughs> and then when I get back in the bed, I have to like do the same thing. So, it's a little cumbersome, but it's actually pretty great, so. So, since you've been using the Nest, um, you haven't had any problems sleeping, any discomfort? Not really, and because the great thing about it is, um, it's not so much the the front side, when like when you're, like, leaning forward into the front side of the Nest, but if you just sort of lean back into the back side of the Nest... Because I've never been able to sleep at a sort of, like, backward angle. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, when I sleep on my side, I tend to sort of, like, lean forward a little bit. Sure. Like, um, sort of like the fetal position. You kind of curl up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But it's actually incredibly comfortable to, like, lean backward a little bit. Oh, because you have that support behind you. Yeah. Hmm. So that's pretty great. So that's the nest. So, um... This brings me to something that I've been thinking about, uh, and that is um, endorsement deals <laughs> uh-huh. for the podcast, specifically. Um, uh-huh. I don't just normally think about like getting an endorsement deal. 
That would be mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> um, or maybe I would just like drive around a Ford Focus. <laughs> um, I was going to say something funny, but I, uh, it sort of escaped my mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, so do you think that maybe this product, this Nest, would be something that uh, maybe if you contacted them and said, hey, I really like it, we're going to talk about it on this podcast, do you think that they would give us any money? <laughs> I don't know. They might just give us, like, another nest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's not so bad. Right. I mean, it's sort of like a a barter-based economy where, you know, we rub their back, they rub our back, or they give us something that we can um, lean back into. Right. Which I'm doing right now, by the way. Oh, yeah? I'm leaning back into the nest as you, we speak. Are you lying down on your side? <laughs> no, I mean, the great thing about it, so I do, when I want to sit up, I just add a pillow on top of the back of it. And it's kind of like, do you remember Dad had one of these? A lot of people have them. Those little things you can put on the floor, yeah. and it has like a back and little arms. <laughs> yeah, like a little pillow chair. Yeah, it's like that. Only it also hugs your whole, like, like your legs and stuff, too. <laughs> Um, the only thing I remember about uh, one of those pillow chairs is um, when we were living in Fort Worth for that summer, um, I had like a really bad headache one day, mm-hmm. and it was so bad that um, like Tylenol didn't do anything for it. I ended up sort of like, like I think mom had one of these pillows or something, and I was laying in bed sort of, you know, when you when you lay against one of these things, you're at like a 30 degree angle or something. Uh-huh. I'm laying in bed and my my headache is like so awful. Um, and then I take some Advil, maybe? Mm-hmm. And then, like maybe five minutes later, uh, my fingers start tingling. <laughs> um, and they start sort of curling up. And then my wrists start sort of curling together. Like um, when you hyperventilate or something? Yeah, that's pretty much exactly it. I started uh-huh. hyperventilating. Uh, my extremities started tingling and I sort of sort of sort of started uncontrollably curling up. Uh-huh. Um and that was just like a really terrifying situation. Mm-hmm. Um and for whatever reason uh, when I think of one of those uh, pillow chairs, it reminds me of that. Oh, so you might not be, um, you might not enjoy the nest as much as I do. Um, well, I mean, does it make you hyperventilate? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. You can use it in a variety of ways, too. See, I really am, like, becoming a spokesperson for this thing. Um, because Tell you can about also... all the configurations. <laughs> well, you can also sit on your couch and put it, like, behind you and then wrap the arms sort of, like, under your, under your knees. So you're sort of sitting with your knees slightly elevated and they sort of dangle over the front of it. Like, your legs sort of dangle over the front of it. Okay. I haven't actually tried this yet, but there's a picture on the uh, on the box. Um, so yeah, you can like the arms aren't like totally stiff. You can like kind of move them around and stuff. Okay, so, so okay, back to this question about endorsements. 
Uh-huh. Um, I mean, is this is this company doing well? Um, like, I don't you know. From the you website, know, like I don't even know who makes it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be a problem. Yeah, I mean, I could find out. All I know is that um, Josh ordered it. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you could ask him if they would be willing to, uh, you know, have us endorse their their product on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's so. Maybe a little bit of information that you can give him um, about our audience. Well, for starters, our audience is mom, mm-hmm. um, but also. We literally had 10 unique people download the podcast. Really? Um, two of those were me, because I downloaded it from different computers. Uh-huh. One of them um, was me. Okay. One of them was mom. So that means that there were six people that listened to this podcast. Yeah. That's six potential people that might buy this weird pillow. Right, yeah. yeah. So the second thing was SpaghettiOs. Okay. Um, and you know I'm picky, so this probably will not come as a surprise to you. But um, I, I'm going to just call this a pregnancy craving because it makes me sound less like a five-year-old. <laughs> so um, pretty much... Like, almost exclusively since I found out I was pregnant, um, I have really liked tomato sauce. (laughs) Okay. Um, And, like, in the form of, like, pizza or, like, a barbecue sauce. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Yeah, or um, most recently, SpaghettiOs. Okay. So this is sort of... um that Chef Boyardee, like, f- from a small can. Yeah. Or you sort of dump it out, and it's like uh, pasta and sauce sort of mixed together, and then you just heat it up. Yes. And so, so you know, I try to, like, eat fruits and vegetables and stuff, um, but I have pretty much allowed myself to eat an entire can of SpaghettiOs, like, every single day. For, like, the last two weeks. <laughs> now, okay, when you say um, an entire can, how much are we talking? Well, it's about 300 calories. Oh, well, that's not... It's not terrible. Yeah. Um, and... You have a baby when, inside you, so... Right, and you know when they say... Now. Yeah, and when they say eating for two, usually people think, like, oh, I have to eat a lot. It's really only, like, you only need, like, 300 more calories a day. So I figure the SpaghettiOs go exclusively to the baby. To the baby. Yeah. So that way you really don't feel like a small child. Yes. Like I'm, I'm just eating this because I have a baby inside me, and the baby is craving this. Exactly. So pretty much um, SpaghettiOs, and then, but, you know, occasionally I do get a little sick of eating the same thing all the time, and so then I supplement that with macaroni and cheese. Is this... Um, <laughs> Craft macaroni and cheese? Yes. Uh, original or, like, cheesiest? It's, well, they have this, like, three cheese kind. That sounds 
sort of exotic for macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I, I don't think it's actually three different kinds of cheeses. I think it might just be three times the amount of cheese that the normal one has. <laughs> so it's not three cheese, it's triple cheese. Yeah, maybe that's it's, what it is. Yeah, triple it's cheese. cheese times three. Yeah. This would be like um, for people who are pregnant with twins, you know, because now you're yeah. eating for three. Yeah. And you need three times the cheese. Right, but I'm just eating for two. So where's so, the where's the third cheese going then? Um, probably to my thighs. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I pretty much have. I it. I mean, I always I always pretty much only like bland foods to begin with. Uh-huh. But the canned spaghettios, Kraft macaroni and cheese, um, plain cheese pizza. These are all things that um, that I've been eating, and now I can justify it by by being pregnant. So, so um, you mentioned barbecue sauce as something. Yes. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've never really been a big fan of barbecue. No, not really. But I am a huge fan of barbecue chicken potatoes. Oh, from like uh, one of those. Um, sort of novelty potato restaurants. Like Potato Shack? Yeah. Yeah, we don't have one here. Um, but... But you've been craving it? I have been craving the barbecue chicken potato from Potato Shack for months. Um, and so, yeah, so, uh, you know, Josh knows this, and so he actually has has made some at home that have been pretty good. Um, but, yeah. I would eat at Potato Shack at least once or twice a week if we had one. So barbecue sauce has a lot of other stuff in it. Um, I think it's mostly like tomato paste or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, a little bit of like spices for flavor and then like right. a bunch of sugar. Yeah, and I'm I'm much more partial to the like sweet barbecue sauces. And not like a spicy Chipotle barbecue sauce? No, no. So. Okay. Um, and the third thing? The third thing is Gold Rush. Okay. Now, have you ever seen this show? Um, it's on the Discovery Channel. Oh, is this the thing where there's, like, prospectors and they're trying to look for gold? Yeah. And they're kind of bumbling idiots. Well, yeah, like, I mean, they're prospectors. <laughs> right. Um, so it's in season two right now. I think it's almost over. I'm not sure how many episodes are left. Um, but in season one, you followed, like, these main guys. Um, the, I think the main guy's name is Todd, and then, like, his dad. Um, and then, like, some of their friends who um, maybe have lost work, or they have some other reason that they ha- that they agree to go and try to find gold in Alaska. And I couldn't even begin to sum up how stupid these people are. Well, that's mean. But how um, <laughs> how inept they seem to be at finding gold. And okay. it seems to be a staple of the gold mining industry 
at least when, when it concerns these kind of amateurs or like smaller gold mining operations, that their equipment is ancient and falls apart all the time. And so, so, so what kind of equipment are we talking about? Like we're talking pickaxes? about like no, or, no. We're are talking you talking about like actual machines? Actual machines. So they have um, like bulldozers and cranes, and then um, or maybe not cranes. They have those really uh, those big. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Like a backhoe. Um, yeah, maybe they have a backhoe, but they have the they have these machines that have like the really really high neck and then a bucket that you can scoop stuff with. So it's not like a bulldozer. That's a backhoe. Okay. Which is like a bulldozer on one side and then like a scoop on the other side attached to a long okay. uh, like arm. So they have these they have these machines. Um, and they will I guess partly because of the terrain and the weather and the machines appear to be ancient, they are just constantly breaking down. And um, and so they have to stop their operation and, like, figure out how to fix it. Um, well, okay. I would imagine that one problem is that gold is really heavy. And so if you were to, like, fill up the arm of one of these backhoes with gold, uh, I mean, it might break. Is that a problem they run into? No, no. None of them are finding that much gold. So um, basically they're they're clearing off a layer of, like, frozen ground. Um, and depending on where they're mining, it's, like, deeper or shallower that they have to dig. Okay, um, I'm going so th- to give you a couple of regions um, <laughs> of sort of the ecosystems of the Earth, and I want you to tell me which place this, or which, which region this takes place in. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking it's probably not, uh, like, the deciduous region, region. Um, Isn't maybe... that a kind of tree? <laughs> um, no, okay. So maybe uh, Monocot <laughs> or Amoeba. Is that a region? I don't think um, so. Okay, no, okay. This is a real region. Uh, Arctic Tundra? Is that one of the regions I w- that... I would say Tundra is probably... Accurate because it's like frozen ground. Are there trees growing? There are trees. It's so in maybe, Alaska. So maybe like a permafrost situation. Yeah, they have permafrost. Okay, like if you go down too far, the ground is always solid. Yeah, but that's what they're trying to get to because that's the bedrock and that's where all of the gold is. Or at least they hope there's gold there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So. But yeah, but they have to clear out all of this permafrost, and then as they're doing that, it melts, and it turns into mud, and then their machines, like, slip around, um, and can't get traction, and there's all kinds of problems that they run into. Sure. And and I feel like I am an expert at this by now, <laughs> having watched this for, um, for nearly two seasons. So, um, but, so, th- eventually this will relate to the baby. So... <laughs> We've been watching this show, and it's one of those things where it's really a train wreck that you just can't stop watching, because every single episode, their machinery breaks, or they, um, oh, they also have these, like, wash plants, which look really, um, sort of, like, homemade, (laughs) 
and like weird. But they 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 feed all of the material they dig out through the wash plant, and then through a series of um, mechanisms that like divert large rocks out of the way and separate the gold from other sediment and stuff. Um, basically, all this stuff just washes down through the wash plant, and then they end up with gold stuck in this stuff called miner's moss and then they have to take that stuff and go and run it through like a very much smaller wash plant (laughs) to get the gold out so um anyway but they always make the wrong decision it seems like like they'll run their wash plant to the point that the part that's supposed to catch the gold gets like filled up too much and the gold just runs out um and they don't seem to realize that they're doing this and this uh, happens, like, every episode? It, things like that happen like, pretty so, much every episode. Not to interrupt you before your story is done. Uh, well, I am going to interrupt <laughs> you. But um, whenever I watch uh, a reality television show, mm-hmm. the thing that I notice is that most of the time there's, like, one thing that happens in an episode, uh-huh. and they sort of... Like, there's probably, like, maybe eight minutes of, like, actual original content in that show, and the other yeah. 16 minutes are full of, like, just repeating, like, what happened, or maybe yeah. setting up what's about to happen. Do you ever do you ever worry that maybe all of these accidents or all these uh, problems that they have are just, like, pre-recorded footage from, <laughs> from, like, past shows? I, you know, I don't think it is, though. You think that these I people think... are just, like, really dumb? I think that, yeah, I think that they just always make the wrong decision. No, not all of them, but I will say, because, so in season two, they follow three different mining locations, um, rather than just the one, the one team of miners. But the one team that started the show and is in season two as well, um, they just have problem after problem after problem. And they've started to sort of spin this narrative in season two, where Todd, the main guy, um, every time he gives them, like, a pep talk, um, because often they're like, oh, you know, my family's back home, and we're not making any money, and, you know, I don't know if I should still be here, and usually it's because they were expecting to get, like, ten ounces of gold, and they only got, like, four ounces of gold that day. (laughs) So, um, yeah, and so he has to give them all these, like, pep talks, And it's usually full of these, like, cliches, like, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, and, and, um, we want, if we want it bad enough, we're gonna get it, you know? Um, but he never has, like, practical steps for what they're going to do differently. He's just sort of always, like, uh, just sort of trying to fluff people. Yeah, but uh, he seems, he seems to really believe it. He thinks that... He, he truly believes that when there's a will, there's a way. Yes. And, and that he that's truly... going to somehow lead to getting eight ounces instead of four ounces. Yeah. And so he thinks that because it's their dream, right? It's our dream. Um, that that means they're going to succeed. And on nearly every time after he does one of these pep talks now on the show, the camera... This might be repeated footage, but the camera shows a waving flag, an American flag. (laughs) 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 And it's just so silly. (laughs) So, um, 
anyway, so this is something I find amusing about the show. And, and when we watched the first season, and they really didn't succeed. They did not do well at all. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to watch season two because I thought, like, you know, I've invested an hour a week for however many weeks watching these guys be idiots, and then there's no payoff. But in season two, they have added sort of like a rival guy who came in at the beginning, at the end of season one. Um, He opens up his own, actually, he kicks them out of the mine that they were on um, through a series of circumstances, which I won't get into. Um, Um, Wait, sorry, I don't. I mean, to, to butt in here, you were going to, you were sort of going to just talk right past the most interesting part of this, which is, this is a reality program where a second prospector comes in and kicks the first prospectors out of their gold mine. I don't, well, I don't really want to know, like, the exact details of how it happens, but is it, like, a legal thing, or is yes. it more of, okay. So, like, maybe so, he, like, buys it up, out, like, out from under him or something? Well, basically, like, they don't own the claim. Um, somebody owns the claim, and then they, I assume, pay some sort of fee and sign these contracts to come in and mine on the claim. And then I, it's probably some percentage of whatever they dig out that they have to give to the person who owns it. Sure. Um, and so what happened between season one and season two is that this um, the person who owned the claim was upset that they weren't finding any gold because he wasn't going to get anything from them. So he brought in this guy, Dakota Fred, to uh, to come Wait. in and... yeah. Wait, is his first name Dakota and his last it's name is Fred? No, <laughs> no, it's a nickname. Uh, I think his name is Fred Hurt. Fred Hurt. Um, but he's from one of the Dakotas, so they call him Dakota Fred. Okay. So he um, he came in to sort of guide them because he had done some mining before and was a friend of the guy that owned the claim. So he came in to help them out. They all butted heads because they didn't like taking direction from this guy. And then when they came back for season two, thinking they were going to start digging immediately, um, he came in and had papers saying that the guy that owned the claim was now allowing him to mine on it and not them. And so they did not find that out until he showed up and told them that. <laughs> so then they had to go find a new claim. And this okay. was like all drama at the beginning of the season. So now they're following Todd's crew, Dakota Fred's crew, and then, um, which is like him and his son. <laughs> and, then, um, and then there's this third mine. And this is how this relates to the baby, which I'll get to in a second. So there's a third mine that is called the Big Nugget Mine. And, uh, and, um, Did they the guy find that, a big nugget there once? <laughs> I don't know. Or Maybe it's just an optimistic sort of like, name. Yeah, they're hoping they're, uh, sort of like a, where there's a will, there's a way. Sure. Sort of thing. It's like, the dream is that there's a giant nugget of gold. Yeah, and I think it had been a pretty successful mine for a while. It's been owned by the, the same, like, family for a long time. So, the owner of this mine is like a 90... 91 or 93 year old guy and um, for season 2 of this show he is turning the mine over for the summer to his grandson who is 17 and his grandson basically comes in and he's he's obviously spent time there and learned learned how to do things from his, his grandfather but he comes in and, and tries to run the mine and run the crew that's there and everything. And he is clearly the most um, 
reasonable of all of the other people on this show. The 17-year-old. <laughs> the 17-year-old. <laughs> like, he knows best what he's doing. He doesn't seem to have as many, like, malfunctions with the equipment. He's not always making the exact wrong decision. Right. I mean, he does come in at a time where the mine um, is not doing very well, and so he's not super successful. Uh-huh. But, um, but he knows, like when to stop digging in a certain place because there's no gold there. <laughs> um, and, like, he uh, he really seems to, like, know what he's doing for the most part. So, his name is Parker Schnabel. <laughs> <laughs> and That's a great name. Right? <laughs> and so, uh, Grandfather Schnabel <laughs> sort of hangs around and, like, helps him out and stuff. And this 90-whatever-year-old 90, 90 man is, like, still operating heavy equipment and, like, helping this guy, like, helping his 17-year-old grandson, like, build a road and stuff. Um, so we have taken to calling the baby schnobble <laughs> because it's, like, the funniest <laughs> word I've ever heard. <laughs> Do you call it baby schnobble or just schnobble? I call it Schnobble, Baby Schnobble, Schnobble Bear, Schnobble Bunny. So this kind of goes back to our pet names thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a ridiculous thing to say in front of other people. <laughs> like, if you forget and you're in public and you say, oh, I'm eating for, for I'm eating for two and Schnobble wants SpaghettiOs. <laughs> it's kind of a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> so uh, yeah so are you in that situation a lot <laughs> well not frequently but uh but i guess anyone who listens to our podcast now knows that i am calling the baby a really ridiculous name and you're not just like speaking about yourself in some kind of weird third person name okay i'm like schnobble's hungry schnobble wants <laughs> whatever it was that you said spaghettios <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so that was kind of a really long story, just to tell you what we're calling the baby. But I did want to talk I about... I mean, that's not going to be the actual baby name, right? No. <laughs> it's just sort of the cute name you came up with uh, yeah. before you like find out what the sex is or whatever. Yes. Okay, I guess we probably... I mean, we've been talking for like an hour and 45 minutes... Uh, I'll probably, we talked last time a little bit off air, um, about possibly recording once a week, but then like splitting it up into multiple episodes. Right. So I might try to do that with this one because, um, there were a couple times in here where we just kind of talked about like a movie for 10 minutes <laughs> and it wasn't that funny. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, once again, uh, well, I don't know if this is once again or not, but I would just like to thank Josh for calling in, um, to the call-in line and giving us a suggestion for the name. Um, if you're out there and you have a suggestion or just want to talk about something, um, it could be anything, uh, just give us a call. The number is 424-274-2799 or 424-2SIBS99. Um, we're still, at least for, uh, the next week or so, going to be, uh, coming up with an actual name for this thing. Um, so call in and give us a name. Um, you can also email us at twosibspodcast at gmail.com. 
That's the number two SIBS, S-I-B-S podcast. Um, and I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you later. Bye, Mom.